Okay, the kids are now dismissed. Uh, preschool, kindergarten can go right over here. First through sixth grade, as usual, follow Jane out. And I don't see, is Jim here somewhere? There he is. You, the older kids can follow Jim out and you get to go there as well. So, all right. Cool stuff. So this coming month, we're gonna uh, focus on how we can reflect Christ. And I sort of introduced this topic last week in, in the offering meditation because the way we reflect Christ is by loving people the way Christ loved us. And the concrete expression of love is giving. And so we're gonna be talking about giving this whole month. And uh, in John 3:16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. And so in order for us to experience God, we need to receive, but in order for us to reflect Christ, we need to give, all right? And, and so we need to pass it on. And, you know, just as God gives to us, we give to others. And there's, you know, th three major categories that we need to be actively giving. And this might surprise you. It's not just giving. It's so to caregiving. Thanksgiving, and that's why, you know, that, that's what's inspired this. This is a Thanksgiving month. But then also forgiving. We don't think of that as giving, but uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that this, this coming month. But today we're going to start by focusing on just caregiving, basic caregiving. And let me start by spending some time grounding ourselves in the very source of all genuine giving, because all genuine giving from a Christian standpoint begins with receiving. In fact, we can't give genuinely unless we receive genuinely from God through Jesus Christ. It's just a basic spiritual principle. And so we receive, we experience, we give, we reflect. It's, it's that simple. And so all true giving, all true love begins with realizing the good things, that all good things we have come from God. In fact, James says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like a shifting shadow. And so we need to have this recognition that nothing we give comes from ourselves. We first must recognize it comes from God, and then we give to others. Makes sense? And that's kind of the gist of this whole message, really. We could go home right now, and uh, no, I'm not going to let you do that. But, uh, you know, and so in order to love others, we must first be loved by God. And that's what John says. We love because he first loved us. So before we talk about how we care, give, we got to get this, we need to nail this down. Because I've discovered my own life and the life of others, the real obstacle to this kind of giving is that we haven't done this kind of receiving. That makes sense? Okay. It's important because it's really easy to give for the wrong reasons. And we do. Okay, we do all the time. We can give to get. We can give to look good. We can give to earn or gain approval. We can give because we're competing with others. We can give to control others. Those are all reasons. And when we give out of those kinds of motivations, that's not genuine we're giving, and it does not reflect Christ, and it does not do anyone any good. And of course, when we don't give at all, that's misusing what God has given us as well. And that's what we do. God gives us stuff, and we misuse it for other reasons, or we just don't give at all. 
And, uh, and that's why Jesus told the parable about that servant who received money from his master when his master went, went on a vacation. And instead of using it wisely, he went out and kept it to himself and buried it. And uh, while the other servants used the master's, you know, uh, finance as well. And so it's not just we've got to give, but when we give, it has to be for the right motivations. But here's the deal. We need to be easy on ourselves because we come into this thing already selfish. We come into this thing not just selfish, but we are conditioned in a world where you can't trust anybody. You can't trust the world. We're conditioned to think that everybody has an agenda. We're conditioned and trained and brainwashed that, you know, the preacher's up there, he just wants our money. You know, all this stuff we think, and we're conditioned to, you know, second-guess people's motives, and so we live in a self-preservation mode. We're always skeptical. We never, and we do this with God. Because we're not trusting, we don't really trust that His gifts are free and clear, that His gifts don't come with strings attached. We always think that, you know, if I don't give enough, He's not going to bless me. We got all this crazy thinking, so we've got this basic instinctive fear and distrust and skepticism that we got to get past if we're going to get to true giving and caregiving in our lives. And to illustrate this, okay, most of you know my wife, and by default me, are into cat rescue. So we've seen our share of cat videos. How many of you have seen some cat videos? Okay, we, it's constant in our household. They're, they're just out there. And uh, but we, I ran into one this week that just really captures our situation. Okay, so let's let's roll it, Lisa, and see. If I had to live a life without you near me, the days would all be empty. The nights would seem so long. With you I see forever, oh so clearly I might have been in love before But I never felt this strong Our dreams are young and we both know That sick is where we wanna go Hold me now, touch me now I don't wanna live All right. Isn't that great? We are like the kitten. I mean, we, we come out scratching, and, and but we're like that with God. And even when we come to church for a while, we just, man, this, we have this fear that keeps us from truly being open to receiving from God. And man, we have to address that because you can't truly give until you've fully received. And God doesn't punish us. He's constantly petting us and leading us and wooing us. And he wants to bring us into a relationship where we trust him. Romans chapter 2 verse 4 says, or, don't, uh, or do you show contempt for the riches and the kindness and tolerance and patience of God, not realizing that God's kindness leads you toward repentance? That's God's favored method to bring us to him. Okay, 
He wants to lead us to Him through His kindness and His giving. And when we make that first step, we learn how to truly give in an attitude of Christ. Jesus said it perfectly in Matthew 10, verse 8. He says, freely, freely you've received, freely, freely give. And we get caught up on the freely, freely receiving. That's where it begins. Okay, so we got to have that foundation. You're probably going to hear this again in some other messages. Because once I receive God's love and care and blessings and provision and protections and gifts, completely free of charge, no contracts, no fine print, and he's not even interested in using my information for marketing purposes. Once we begin realizing how unconditional his giving is to us, that's where we can become true givers to others. And, uh, and his giving is not just now. It's, I can trust it. It's forever. It's a done deal. It's, gonna, it's always there. I could not receive his gifts, but his gifts are always there. And also, this covers all the kinds of givings we do to care for others. The kind of giving. It includes giving money, obviously, but giving all our possessions, resources, as well as our time and our space. It includes giving of ourselves through the abilities that has given us to minister to one another. And I kind of like to organize it in the three T's. I need to, I, when I give to others to reflect Christ, I need to give my treasure. I need to give my time, and I include space, and I need to give my talent. So let's take a look. Let's start with giving my treasure. In Luke chapter 6, verse 30, Jesus says, Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Okay? And he's clearly referring to material possessions here. Material possessions. Let's talk about our money. The, one of the best examples of giving financial gifts to someone else are the Macedonian Christians that Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians. And he says, now brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Now notice that. Because we're going to talk about how they were givers, but it starts with them receiving God's grace. It starts with receiving out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. And, and he goes on, talks about how they not only gave their stuff, they gave them very, their very selves. So, money, it's there. We give our finances to whoever God directs us, or it's there. But it's not just our money, it's all our other material resources and possessions. In John, we read this, the first letter of 1 John. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. We talked about this in our men's group this morning. And, uh, we ought to lay down, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or with tongue, but with actions and truth. So again, we're talking about loving people with our stuff. And I know how much we love our stuff. Kind of attached to it. Okay? And uh, I think of the story of the Good Samaritan where... You know, a couple other religious guys walk by this guy in need, but this Samaritan sees this guy, and he puts him up, and he just takes care of him. So that's the first one. But I also need to be willing to give my time and my space. Now, you might think, what is that about? Well, let me give you this passage to think about. Colossians chapter 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. 
These are all attitudinal kinds of things, but really, these are gifts we give to one another. It's a kind of giving we give our spirit. And here's the thing. Each one of these, whether humility or patience or kindness, all the things he listens to here, I have to give up some of my time and sometimes my space to do that for you or, or anyone. Okay? For instance, let's take compassion, and I add comfort to that. When I am to, to concretely have, have compassion and give comfort to someone, I have to give them my time and listen to them and comfort and be with them. It's, it's a sacrifice. It's easier, oh, I've got to make dinner, or i got to go, i got a show I want to watch. And it's, a, it's a sacrifice of my time to comfort someone. Uh, in Romans it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. In First, Second Corinthians, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those with the, with the, the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And so, for me, I can comfort people if I make the time for it. If I go see the person, if I take time to listen to them, when I say, how are you doing? And they go, fine. You can tell they're not fine. Instead of just going on my merry way, I take the time to go, oh. Lots of times, it's just listening. Just taking the time to listen. Okay? And then talk about kindness in this passage. Kindness is not just an attitude. It involves acts of service. That takes time. And uh, my brother Mike here is such an amazing friend. He took time out of his busy schedule this week to help me and Lisa go pick up a table we bought on Facebook Marketplace in, in Portland up by Lloyd Center. And he took his, out of his busy day, we needed his truck. And he was happy to do it. And so he took us up there and we helped load the thing up and we had a good day. But that was an act of kindness. He sacrificed his time and space in terms of his truck. And so we have that as well. Okay. Another act of kindness is just sheer encouragement. When we encourage one another, when we see someone's down, we take the time to encourage them and lift them up and build them up. And 1 Thessalonians says, therefore, encourage one another. Build each other up just as in fact you're doing. And, uh, and so these are just examples to get you thinking about what we need to give attitudinally. And then talk about humility and gentleness and patience. We don't think of these as gifts, but they are gifts because I'm, I'm in sacrificing something. Usually it's my time when I'm being patient with someone, when I'm being humble toward them, being gentle. And, uh, you know, <laughs> let's put it this way. When we are these attitudes with others, we are giving them space to be inconvenient. Has anybody been inconvenient in your life lately? Okay. Has anyone been uh, 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 annoying? So I, I know some people, you know, Mike can be very annoying sometimes, you know. It's a gift. It's a gift. And, and, and so we pick on each other a lot. But you guys, when someone is truly annoying, when you don't get upset, you are giving something of yourself. You're, you're giving them space. And, you're, and then patience. Okay, when you're on the road and the guy is going, you know, 30 miles below the speed limit, you're going, ah! 
Okay, when I just surrender that, I'm giving them their space. I'm giving them my space and time. And I'm going, okay, God. And it's a gift. It's a sacrifice. But it's a part of what God has called us to do and give. And when we do that, we are reflecting Christ. And then Paul even takes us further and talks about forgiveness. But I'm not going to talk about forgiveness today because my brother Eliab is going to talk about forgiveness in a couple weeks. Because that's such a big part of giving. That's got its own separate message. Okay? And so that kind of gives you some ideas. And finally, I need to be willing to give myself through my talents. And this, I'm giving myself and my abilities, my talents, my special abilities. Some of these are specific actual abilities that God gives me by His Spirit. We call them spiritual gifts. Because Paul says we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, God created each and every one of us with certain abilities, certain ways to contribute to the kingdom, to reaching others. We all have that, and we need to be good stewards of that. He's given it to you. Therefore, reflect Christ through them. That's just how that works. In, in 1 Corinthians, Paul says this, There are different kinds of gifts with the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service with the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit has been given for the common good. Don't keep it to yourself. Use it to bless the body. Use it to bring others to Jesus. And that reflects Jesus. Does that make sense? But you have to be willing to receive and then give of yourself and use what God has given you. Caregiving is all about us using everything God has given us to care for others. But we cannot truly care for others unless we first let God truly care for us. And that requires us to trust Him and receive. But then don't keep it. Use it. So, to love, I need to give my treasure, my time, and my talent. So let me close today with another cat story. Okay? We have a cat at home named Blossom. I've had this cat for like 15 years. Cat Blossom is a foster, what we call a foster failure. So we, we started fostering Blossom, but no one wanted the stupid cat, okay? And so we're stuck with Blossom, and he, he, Blossom can't be an indoor cat. She wrecks everything. She doesn't get along with any other cats. She got along with our dog better than the other cats. And, and, and now our dog is gone, so she's just like, you know. And so we have this cat, and the thing is, I have never, ever been able to make friends with this cat. Let me show you the video. This is as close as I get to Blossom. That's it. That's it. And I, I just, I, yeah, I've been nothing but nice. I've, you know, I've, at least sometimes Lisa can catch Blossom because she's so good. And I pet Blossom. No, nothing. 15 years of kindness. Nothing. Fed the cat, you know, and gosh, we are like that with God. You know, he extends his hand of grace and mercy. And what do we do? We head for the door. Man, that's just not how God wants us to be. He wants us to learn to... There's this miraculous dynamic that God wants to set up in our relationship with him. God wants to give us of himself, but not as a receptacle to keep everything in. He wants to give us of himself so that we can give to others and we become a channel of his grace. And when you're in that mojo mood, mode, it's like, yeah, it feels good. And this is what Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And this is what he says. 
And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And it goes on in verse 10. Now, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You'll be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through your, us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And that's going to be another message, thanksgiving. And the burden of this whole thing is on each individual. And the more of us get into this channel, being a, a channel of God's grace, the more we experience God together and the more we reflect Christ together. Amen? Amen. Let's all be standing for a closing word of prayer. Father, I just thank you for this, this way of experiencing you, reflecting you. And I don't always get it right, Father, but I thank you that you're patient and you're always leading me to repent kindness. May I wake up and realize that it's so much better to give because when I give, I receive more from you. So bless us as a church body. Bless us as individuals. Help us to reflect you by experiencing you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.